into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! of After Rose TV's recap of BET's The Game, Season 9, Episode, what are we, 5? Yes. Episode 5, this is called yes. Dust in the Wind, and you see this gentleman right here, like they used to do on uh, Showtime at the Apollo, <laughs> right here, this guy, you Kiki seen Shepherd. him? Right. Kiki Shepherd? Right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You've seen him on the game as Baby Roger, Roger Jr., give it up for Andre Fuller, y'all. Andre's in the house. Megan Thomas at Meg Scoop on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And who are you two beautiful people? Hello, I'm Courtney Tesno. Keep in touch with me at Tesno's on Twitter and Instagram. And I am Kevin John. You can keep in touch with me on Twitter and Instagram at HeyKevinJohn or on Periscope, which I do not have yet. Oh, but when I do what? have it, okay. hey, y'all didn't tell okay. people what to keep in touch with no, me. No, that's what I meant to ask. Yes. Wait, where can I they have, get you? I have all media. of them. I have Twitter, uh, Instagram and Periscope is Mr. Uh, Dre Fuller. Snapchat? It's Mr. Dre Fuller. Uh, I didn't hear a Tumblr in there. No, uh, no Tumblr, no Snapchat. LinkedIn? No, uh, no LinkedIn. LinkedIn. No, <laughs> no LinkedIn. You didn't tell me your Tinder. No Tinder. <laughs> no no public My Tinder. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, none of that. Yes! We're so glad to have you, by the way. It's good to be back. How's it been being on the game? It's been cool. It's been super cool. I mean, you know, this is a show that we've all grown up on and... You know, to to come in, you know, I feel like in the ninth inning, like right, you know, figuratively right. and literally, um, um, it's it's dope. It's dope. Yeah. yeah. And then what was that uh your last day on set like? How was it for you? Man, it was emotional because I've I've only done the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. We did season eight and then we did season nine and we kinda did everything together. We block shot it, which means we shot it all together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, over the course of three or four months. But those guys have been working together for like almost ten years. Yeah. yeah. So the last day was highly, mm-hmm. highly emotional. I'm not going out anybody and tell y'all <laughs> all the crying? men, all the men they were crying like babies, Aww. but no, no, rightfully so though. Right. It, it, yeah. it was, it was right. touching. Yeah, and then and then um, Salim and, and Myra Myra got up and they they did their spills on each one of the actors and you know everything from their auditions to how they have evolved as a family and it was it was touching. Now speaking of auditions, how did you get evo- uh, get evolved um, on the game? It's crazy, man, because when I was when I was. I don't want to date myself, but <laughs> I was probably in high school, maybe even college. The movie Soul Food came out. Yeah. So everybody came back like, man, you look like the dude on Soul Food. You, know oh, the dude? you, do. you look like the dude on Soul Food. And they were talking about Mike, <laughs> Michael Beach. Michael Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. As soon as you said that, I was like, you do look like they, they would, yeah, and they would all say, "Man, you look like the dude um, on Soul Food, on Soul Food." So I don't see it. I oh, do. Yeah, I still see that. Yeah. But I haven't seen Soul Food in like ten, twenty right. years. So, right. but yeah, yeah. That's so, um, um, ironically enough, they were looking to cast 
um, Michael Beach's son, who is Roger Sr., the owner of the team, right. and looking to cast his son. So I went into the audition um, knowing that I had somewhat of a leg up. Mm-hmm. But when I walked into the audition, it was a, a well-known actor who was coming out of the room, and I was going into the room. By the he, name of? I, I can't, I'm not going to say that. Oh, I'm not going to put it out there. We it all here, okay? We keep it real with our fans. But I'm not going to put it out there, all the, be, all, the, you know. all the named actors that I beat out for this role. <laughs> over it. <laughs> right, right, Drop the right. mic. So um, they had this elaborate conversation. She knew his mom. and How's his mom doing? And she, uh, she had surgery, mm. and she's but I'm sitting there like... All right, well, I guess he booked his role, and right. I went in loose, nonchalant, and just I, I did my thing. Now, do you think the it. fact that you felt that maybe you were the underdog um, that took a lot of pressure off of you, and maybe that's what allows you to succeed in there? It takes it takes a lot more than that to shake me. When I'm focused and I'm ready, it takes a lot more than just a rapport between a casting director and another actor. It, it that that wasn't gonna do it. Now is that your sports background with football Absolutely. that you're getting it from? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh you play, you played ball for college or yeah. high school or? Yeah I played I played at Baylor University. There's RG three. <laughs> yeah so I played my freshman year I played um at Michigan in the big house. Wow. So in front of 106,000 yeah, 106, people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So one that, one known actor is not going. It's not going to turn. Not going to shake you. Right, right. Nah. That's what's up. Yeah. I didn't know. So, so your football background. Do you think that that kind of gives you? Uh, you know, granted, you play the owner of a franchise. Do you think that you took some of that? I, I guess wisdom or insight from that to help you out with this role. I wouldn't necessarily say the the football background helped in that aspect, but I would say. Um, you know where I went to school and what I studied. I studied business mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Baylor University. Baylor is is regarded um, to many people in the South as like an Ivy League South. Oh yeah, type school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Cool. So I, I definitely can relate from that aspect. Good deal. Yeah. And when you found out about your role as Roger Junior, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to ignore y'all, but I'm gonna just keep my attention this way. What is wrong oh. with you? <laughs> You know what? I'm going to take hey, baby, I Roger. Rude. I got a little appalled by that one. Don't I know. Kevin is handsome. Look at him. He's all beautiful. Mm. Uh, right. Not that way. He's <laughs> beautiful. It's Don't all. swing that way. But I'm going to just. What were we saying, Megan? I'm saying about fans are going to love this. I'm talking about all of our, our fans out there who, who now see you as baby Roger. What did you know about your role when you first got it? And did you it, has it evolved and changed from what it was when you first found out about it? Yes, it did evolve and, and change. Um, the, the initial breakdowns, it described him as a, a Harvard-educated, more um, straight-laced, right. you know, privileged Type of type, so initially I was I was playing it, you know, more um, for lack of better wording, more corny. I was playing it more, more uh, like corny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was playing it more corny. Right. Carlton Banks because it because it, it sounded like that's what that's what they wanted. But um, Kenny Smith was directing us. Um, Hi, Kenny. What's Kenny's up, Kenny? The show. What up, Kenny? <laughs> Kenny was directing us, and he was like, um, he was in so many words because I was a new kid on, on the block. So right. in so many words, he was trying to tell me like, yeah, was it. He has a little bit, a little bit more swag, you know, not like swagged out, but you know, he's a little, little cooler, like relaxed with it a little bit. And it was funny because the first scene that I had with with Brandy was when I was walking in Chardonnay's beauty shop. That was our uh-huh. first scene, mm-hmm. and um, we did it a couple times. And like again, in so many words, he was trying to tell me to loosen the character up, and he's like, "You okay, loosen it up?" <laughs> 
So we um, we were changing the setup, and the cameras were on me, but we weren't rolling. Uh-huh. So he was sitting at the monitor, and I was just chit-chatting with Brandy. And I'm chopping it up, and I'm being me. I'm, like, relaxing, just being crazy and fun. And, and he came up to me and said, that's who I want right there. That's Baby <laughs> Raj. Right. You know how you were kind of, like, just... I was like, oh, you want, some, you want some Andre Fuller in there? He's like, yes, that's what I want. I was like, oh, you just didn't say that. He's yeah. like, well, I didn't know it. So initially I thought he was more he's more straight-laced, and, and he's, he's, you know, Kenny kind of explained it to me um, later, later on. He said, you know, he's he's grew up around NFL football players, so he's yeah. picked up some of these Malik-isms. Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> So that's funny because I guess playing it straight laced was what got you the role in the audition. Because yeah. obviously you didn't go in there playing it the way I guess he wanted you to play it, correct? Right, right. Yeah, I played it straight laced in the audition, but um, one of my audition scenes, damn it, I didn't put my foot in my mouth. Uh, I'm not going to reveal my love interest, but one of my audition scenes, I was in a scene with her. So I had to play like. Debonair, yeah, smooth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Kind of like you and Megan were just doing over there. Oh, that wasn't acting, brother. Uh-huh. I'm only acting. <laughs> I'm only acting. Well. I'm only acting well, when I'm getting paid. This is not a love connection. <laughs> yeah. So speaking as of love connections. As he's jumping his water. Right, right, right. So speaking of love connections, let's talk about um, your cool love points. interest on the My show. cool points, my cool points gone. You know, so uh, word on the street and Word on the street, I'm a suspect. Um, yes. A couple of promos on BT.com. Looks like you're going to be getting with Chardonnay on the show. Yeah. You think so? I think after watching tonight's episode, it's, it's blatantly obvious that Chardonnay is gonna hook up with Blue. That's what that's exactly. I don't know. I no? don't like that. I, mean, I don't like I that. Think that. You're trying to throw us off. I think you're trying to us to think that. Right? Are you trying to throw us off? Yes. I don't know. It might be. No. Let's let's go ahead and talk about that. So we see that <laughs> Tasha it has. She's at the funeral. She's giving the eulogy for her father. Pops has died in the last episode. We saw that. Um, it's at Fatty's. Have a funeral at Fatty's. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Classy. Yes, very classy. That's how he would have wanted it. Very Tasha like. <laughs> and we find out that Malik can't read. He can't read. Aww. But you know what? It's funny because it doesn't surprise me. This actually happens a lot, I think. I mean, All it, the time. it does. It All does. The time. But I kind of like the fact that he said, I just got nervous. I wasn't prepared. That could have been a cover up. That's, That's a cover up. Could have been yeah. a factor. That's a cover up. That's a coping Come on, mechanism. He's going to save all of the, the statistics out there. Like, Which is what he stop. talked about. He didn't want to no. be a, a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Righteous. A, that's a cop out. That's a cop out. I, like I said, like we mentioned earlier, I played football. Yeah. Right. And I went to school with a lot of these cats who were who were exceptional athletes and who would start, you know, one of, one of uh, a couple of my good friends great athletes like the best on the best football players on the team right and academically they were just lacking because um it started at a young age yeah. and mm-hmm. like Malik said when you're really good in sports they they kind of just Oh, pass you through. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you no. on the team. You know, it's Brothers funny. And friends, I know it, all. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. It's funny because um, I, I've interviewed a lot of Division One athletes, and you know, I, the funny thing is when you're that high caliber an athlete, especially in a Division One football program, you essentially have the schedule of a professional athlete, but yet you're supposed to be a full-time student. Right. So I hear that they yep. have people there that write papers for you guys and all this other... You don't have to confirm that. I don't want you to get in trouble. At other but. universities, but at Baylor University... <laughs> Good answer! Where academics come first. Good, <laughs> Good answer. But Malik, you know, I, I like that he did was... You know, he was very transparent about that. And he yeah. was like, look, you know... Um, he, it wasn't like he was saying, look, I'm an idiot, but he was just like, because of my lifestyle, because of my athletic gifts, that has been able to get me through 
through and I haven't really had to crack open a book or learn how to write yeah, a paper or an essay. Or, and that's, but that's know. so sad that that is the reality of a lot of our athletes which just happen to be black men. Mm-hmm. Because that means we have a, a population of a lot of black men who are doing well, but they cannot read. So they're only doing well up to a point. Because you, if you can't read your financials, you can't read a contract. That's you can't have an agent yeah. for it. That's yeah. the key. It's not just the reading. Right. It's, it's, the, it's the knowledge it, yeah. of, of business, the, the corporation, the financial, you know, the, the ESPN series broke. broke. Yeah. Right. right it right. happens all the time. It's happening right now. It happens every day. It's going to continue to happen because these, these, these athletes have been greased through the system. Right. Which, which and is we funny. Have yeah. programs right now that help kids that are dealing with that. Or yeah. if we don't, we need yeah. them. No, no, no. You're actually right. They're actually right. They've been implementing a lot of things. And, uh, you know, it's funny you, you reference bro- Broke Dre uh, because with NFL Because I am partic- broke. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Ironic. Because I'm well, broke. That, that's perfect. Megan loves broke yeah. men. So. <laughs> Hello. Grilled cheese sandwiches. Just like they talked about on the episode. By the way, let me get off subject real quick. I can't tease Megan because, as you guys know, we told you last week, um, it was my birthday, and mm-hmm. Megan brought in a home baked yes. cake. Home so baked cake. I'm tra- this cake was so good. <laughs> Within 24 hours of her giving it to me, it was devoured. Not and just by me. That was a big cake. That was a big yeah, cake. And it was a big cake. cake. So you're a fellow though. Gemini. May 29th. All day. Yeah. All day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm a gym Gemini. Yeah. Let's anyways. get back to this. Let's so, get yeah, back yeah, to yeah, the yeah, show, yeah. guys. All right. So we find out that Malik can't read. And mm-hmm. Jason kind of... Jason, I think, tried to do his best in his Jason way to bring the issue to light and say, hey, you need help. I brought you Hideko the tutor. Mm-hmm. Today. <laughs> Probably wasn't the best move. But his heart was in the right place, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, Jason always does this. Every time his heart is in the right place, but his, it, he just has his foot in his mouth all the time. It's terrible. Yes. But the thing is, he like he had great intentions with it, but he was so... Are you taking a selfie right now? No, or? no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, I was like, taking What's a good? picture of my security guards. Oh, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Gotta make yeah, sure yeah. they intact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But no, it's funny because, you know, he has... A, it seems like he, ha- he has great intentions, but his delivery is so condescending. Right, right. And I think that's, uh, you know, obviously what kind of took away from the fact he was actually doing a good deed. Right. And then, you know, obviously for the person that's receiving that, you don't want to feel as if someone's talking down on you, belittling mm-hmm. you, or things of that sort. So I think that's why Malik was very, you know, defensive about yeah, it. Definitely. Yeah, and I guess it goes to show that how Kelly and Jason are a good team. If because you roll your eyes about them, <laughs> Kelly and Jason are such a good team. Because Kelly knew exactly what the problem was. She's like, okay, my husband clearly does not have the best way to mm. express his stuff. So she goes and she kind of clears it up and she she's... She she really relates with Malik because she says of her background. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up in the trailer park and all that stuff. I'm I'm glad that she came over and she cleared it up. I think it was necessary. Definitely necessary. I thought the way she went about it though was like kind of her helping Jason at the same time because she kept saying like, Oh, I use my looks, I worked on me and I worked out all the time. I'm like, is she hinting that he needs to get right on the field? I don't know. Like I just got a little bit of that in there too. Right. So. Well it's funny, you know, drawing the parallelism between that because obviously if you're a great athlete like we talked about, you'll pass by on mm-hmm. your athletic skill. But also on the flip side, if you're a great looking woman woman, and how many times have we seen it? You know, yep. gorgeous girls that just continuously you know can't breathe, breathe. I, can't breathe <laughs> and just reap hard 
Kardashians. But you know, that was ugly. That was petty. Hey, you know what? You know what? You would never advance in this city because you said that line. Am I blacklisted? You are. Well, good thing. Good thing I can read and do have some gifts. Maybe that will fulfill me through. But at any rate, you know, I was just saying that we've all seen that before as well. So I thought it was interesting for Kelly to bring her perspective because it is pretty similar to Malik's in that sense. Definitely. Right, right. And so uh, if, let us know what you guys think. Make sure you go to podcast1.com. It's a survey. It's three minutes. It's really easy. Let us know what you think about this recap show and if you have any pointers for us because we really do want to get better and we love you guys and we thank you for supporting us. And don't forget to subscribe just below. Click the subscribe button so you can see all of AfterBuzz TV's amazing shows. And also go to SoundCloud and, and iTunes. We're on everything. Yes. You can subscribe there as well. Uh, Kevin, tell us about ABC's Dance Battle. I'm so excited. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited you asked me because I freaking love this show. Now, we all love dancing, right? <laughs> yeah. Dre, you love dancing. You know, I'm sure you love turning up in the Every, room, right? I've been you known. Know? I've been known. Megan dances to in her car while people cut her off. I've seen the Instagram. Okay, now, uh, I can't in studio all dance. We, we all dance. We all love dancing. Well, guys, if you love dancing as well in the privacy of your home, your car, what have you, I have the perfect thing for you. You can now apply to be on Dance Battle America. All right. Hey. All now, right. this is ABC's newest competition special, and it's from our very own boss and founder, Maria Menounos. E-host. E-host. Yes. Yeah. And Julia Julianne Hall from uh, Dancing with the Stars. Huff, excuse me. That's what, that's what I thought. Julianne Huff from Dancing with the Stars, and uh, it's an ABC specialist called Dance Battle America. Now... A little bit of the history on this, in case you're wondering how it all came about. During the past few holiday seasons, Julianna and Maria would go, get together in their, you know, holiday families and, and, put a, and battle it out. Right. So they, would, <laughs> they would do all kinds of stuff. They did Beyonce, single ladies. They did, like, Nicki Minaj's Anaconda yep. and mm-hmm. Sam Smith or something. Actually, no, Sam Smith doesn't make dance music. But anyways, <laughs> you guys get the picture. Stay with I'm, me. I'm waiting for this. Thank you. Interpretive So anyways, yeah, yeah. So anyways. <laughs> Yeah, you should apply. Keep singing that while I say this, because it's a great background. So anyways, once the uh, challenge took off, Kate Hudson, Amber Riley, and a whole bunch of other people joined in. Now, if you want to join in, this is what you have to do, and this is the most important part. You have to go to www.dancebattleamericacasting.com. I'll say that one more again www.dancebattleamericacasting.com for more information on how you can submit your video. And remember, you don't have to be dancing like a pro, like Julianne. Just have fun with it. That's why we do bad... For example... Oh, yeah, exactly. We're going to... Make sure that you send in your video, whether you want to twerk, jerk, or do the berserk. Make sure you send. Actually, Megan will show you how to do the bankhead bounce. So. All day, all day. Kentucky, but we have to learn how to do everything. Submit your dance Like a year later. Whatever. Hey, you guys got the information. Bankhead bounce. Make sure you do. Yes, bankhead bounce your way on over to Dance Battle America. Okay, so let's talk about Tasha after the funeral. She's with Blue and Chardonnay. They're being good friends and helping her out during her time of grief. Um, she's telling both uh both Blue and Chardonnay that they're not over their exes. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought they were. No. Do you think she was right? I think she was absolutely right. Well, let me ask you this because is holding yeah. on to pictures of your ex? Does that mean you're holding on to your ex because I mean, you have pictures? Ooh, of your ex? That's a tricky one. I don't. I 
wouldn't say that you're holding on to your ex, but you're holding on to a lot of memories. Like, I know one thing that she said in the episode was you're romanticizing the relationship. You don't have pictures of the bad times. So if you're looking through all these good, <laughs> come on. y'all doing that. I'm just saying. You're having an argument. <laughs> wait, hold on, wait. <laughs> but yeah, she was really, I mean, holding on to those type of memories, they make you think back, oh, this is why I love this person. Right. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I, I think that's like one way to get over someone. Yeah, you know, I, th- I think, and, and I'm not going to lie, I've, I've gone through that as well, hanging on to pictures of an ex with, with optimism that, you know, we would reconcile. But I think the problem is, is when you do that, you don't put closure to the, the relationship. And I think if you truly are trying to move on, you need that closure, which means you got to get rid of their pictures, get rid of, uh, you know, anything that, any memorabilia from them, things really? that they bought you. Yeah. So ladies, if the man bought you a ring, a car, oh, a, 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 whatever it is, y'all got to get rid of that if Here's you want to get rid of the Here's man. Here's my question. Somebody just text me the word petty. So what? is it petty to delete all the like go on Instagram and you delete all the pictures and Facebook when the relationship is over? Is that petty? I mean, when I've seen that, I think it's funny. Petty? <laughs> petty? <laughs> No, because that's your, I mean, that's too much. Like, that's a lot of history. You need well, to move forward. Well, here's the flip side of that. Because some people, it depends on what you use your, your social media for. Because I know for me, it's a chronicle of my life. Mm-hmm. So exactly. I want my children to look back and be like, wait, that was you in college? Like, you look like that. So I leave those pictures up there because it's a true representation of who I am, even the bad times. Like, wait, I this is going to be my daddy? But look, that's, <laughs> but that's the thing. That's the thing. Do you want your kids to look back and be like, how many boyfriends you But I'm saying, but that's, but that's no. true. So to me, I leave no. those pictures up. And, and the reason why I think that I don't think it's a bad thing to leave those pictures there because I feel like, look, this is this was a good part of my life. During that time when I had this picture, when I took this picture, this is what it meant to me. Mm-hmm. That was that 32 weeks ago, 55 weeks ago, 70, you know what I mean? Like, that no, was then. I, I am completely so even, with scrapbooking your memories, but... But what is, that's what I'm saying, no, so no, is no, it wrong to leave it in your phone? No, I don't think you should be leaving it in your phone at see, all. See, <laughs> the problem with that I'm sorry, finish. Go ahead. No, no, no. I don't I, think you should leave it in your phone. I completely agree with, like, the social media thing. Like, Facebook, those albums are, like, priceless. You can never get those back unless you save it on a hard drive somewhere. So, probably leaving it on there makes sense. But Instagram, come on now. Just delete it. I don't think it's necessary. See, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. I'm just going to break it What's down. What's the problem, Reverend? The problem is, well, well. when you hang on yes, to sir. pictures uh, and uh, yeah. unwanted memories Let them use you. of this significant other in your life. The problem is when you move on and God brings you your new queen or king that comes into your life and they see you holding on to these pictures. The problem with that is that's going to cause friction. You gotta gotta, gotta do the asthmatic. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm sounding like a, a, a preacher on crack. Yeah, right? yeah, right? right? I know, right? It's not like even sound right. Okay. It's not like Rick Ross preaching. Right? Oh. right? <laughs> He'd be out of breath, though. But no, the problem is when you hang on to that stuff, and I've had this before with significant others, they'll look and they'll be like, why do you have all these pictures with your ex? And then yeah. they start to wonder. But tell them right? all they business. Yeah. <laughs> like, think, Megan, if you was in a relationship with a guy, and he had all these pictures with his ex, and they were cute pictures, oh, look at us at the beach, or us here. Okay, well then you can delete those. I mean, oh, now you want to delete them? No, I said if there's a reason. To me, it's like, oh, because you're not in my life anymore. I'll delete these. No, it's not a petty delete. It's literally a cleanse. Like you gotta let go of that stuff. Like when people are like, oh, I deleted their number. I don't. I don't believe in that. I don't believe in the deletion of numbers. All numbers in my phone, unless Apple just erases it. No, the reason why it's good to delete a number, especially if it's an ex, is because when you delete the number, it's hard just to go and be like, I'm thinking about. Let me text them or let me do this. You have every 
everything it's so accessible. So no, I it's understand. Not. You go back to the text. The texts are still there. I'm confused. No, it's a lie. I'm confused about where where you from, brother? <laughs> the number. Where you from? <laughs> Something came out. <laughs> the number. Where you from? Uh, where you I from? Just, uh, well, I moved out here from Atlanta, Georgia. That's um, not no. I don't get that thing right deal. Like, that ain't right deal. That ain't from Atlanta, y'all. Yeah. That ain't even Atlanta, y'all. Yeah, that was actually pretty, was actually pretty good slip. right there. Um, I'm initially from Stockton, though. It's in Northern California, right by Sacramento. Ah. So, anyway. Right. Why? Because of my dialect? Or? You said the number. Oh, number. The number. It's, it's number. The number. Yeah, I always say number. <laughs> so, me, kind of like Malik, you know, I'm a little illiterate sometimes. No, you're not. Sometimes. No, no, no. no, 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 no. Okay, can we talk about what other things they held on to, though? The keychain. Yes, so there's a keychain, there's a necklace, uh, the, the, what you call it, dog tags. And there's Thank a last you. name. Can we talk about the last name? Yeah, go ahead. Ooh. I think that's completely inappropriate. I mean, Chardonnay had the same, you know, mm. excuse a lot of people have. Oh, for business purposes, she built a brand and Chardonnay I built my brand on this, yeah. and this is my last name. I get it, but at the end of the day, what happens when you move but on? We to don't your know. Next we don't know. Kimora Lee. Uh, Kimora Lee. Yeah, yeah. 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 Kimora Lee. We know Kimora Lee Simmons. Simmons. And she's been Simmons. married twice after that, and still kept Kimora Lee Simmons. I don't. Here's the thing: when you when that's you take really a name, I don't know if you necessarily have to get rid of it because mm-hmm. again that was my name you know me from this this has now become my name regardless if I'm still married to this person or not this is my name so what happens when ooh, you move but as on? a man as a man I would not be feeling that I'd be but like no, no, but you I'm are saying, a fuller you, now you are not if you move on you change your last name I, no, think, I think that's how it's supposed I to just, go I think for branding purposes you don't change it. And it, it's whether it happens. If your name is already branded before your marriage, like, for example, Eva Longoria before she got married, Kim Kardashian before she got married, Jada Pickett before she got married, those names were already branded. Now Beyonce. They can hyphenate. Beyonce Knowles. She don't mm-hmm. go by Beyonce Carter. Yes, yeah, she does. Well, she, she went to Carter. Carter. Knowles was, Carter. Anyways. The no, she says, hey, Miss Carter, she reps Yeah. Him. Well, she, but still, Beyonce Knowles is yeah. the. So I'm saying if you are branded by that name, whether pre-marriage or post, Whitney Houston. She didn't take on Brown, so I think when you when when you um or Mariah Carey, she didn't go Mariah Cannon. So I think when you <laughs> that's funny. No, seriously, <laughs> seriously, yeah. I think when you're talking about each person, when your name a public figure, when your name is already branded, you don't change it. However, like Kimora Lee, that was a good point. If your name becomes branded. After your marriage, or after you become, because basically she rose to fame because of. I mean, I mean, I don't want to say no, that, but but no, but even, okay. So then, even with Chardonnay, Chardonnay, you only knew her because she was married to Jason Pitts. Exactly. So she had the last name Pitts. After exactly. She, she rose to fame after exactly. she got married. So, so should she have to change her last name? Yes. She, no, I say she keeps it because that's I her brand. No, I say we all are going to know her by Pitts. Okay, but you go back to your last name and brand that. You still have time. She wasn't with Jason that long. I don't think people want to put the extra like effort into doing that. They got to change all the stuff, but you're really holding on to something. You are literally holding on to his legacy. That's how I feel about it. But I, 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 I totally understand because I look at myself like Dre said. I look at myself as the guy. And if I'm marrying, like if a girl, a girl is remarrying and she's getting married to me, but she wants to keep her uh, former husband's last mm-hmm. name. I'm probably gonna have a problem with that. Yeah, absolutely. Because you are now a Peters that you're married to me. Yeah. No, so, and I, I feel that completely. I'm saying Man, just, that's ironic that you use that name. Uh oh. Uh, well, y'all know each other. Y'all know each other. No, no, I'm just. You guys have to nah. go. But what I'm saying is, no, but seriously, like, if, so I get, I get if someone, a woman gets married, she already has a a last name of her ex-husband, she gets married and she changes her last name. I completely agree with it and I get it. But Chardonnay's not marrying anybody. 
she's single. So should she have to change her name no, right now? As long as she's single, that's fine because that's her brand. But that's what I'm saying. But Tasha's point was, no, you need to change your name now. But when baby Roger come in the picture, Chardonnay, uh, oh. See? Oh, yes, I knew it. No, baby no, no, Roger no, no, and Chardonnay. No, no, no. Yes. No, no, the preview showed us. I was just kidding. You, no, right? I'm just no. kidding. But you right? know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Tasha's wrong because she has some bad advice. She's talking about they need to get it on and catch some HPV. So maybe oh we don't God. need to take which is HPV is the most common yes. STD that is out there actually 53% of all sexually active people have it why do you know this These man stats. Uh, that stat, stat, I'm teaching you, stat boy. you teaching I worked at Planned Parenthood for a couple of years did so. you really wow. how long ago was that I was, uh, how long ago was that I'm joking because it probably is higher than 53% now my dad used to work for the Department of Health Services so oh, okay information okay Okay. Well, let's talk about um, what Blue was talking about, which he says he he brings up a point like he misses the parts about his his relationship. Okay, so you have there's somebody who knows my rhythm, who knows like Dance Dance Revolution, who knows mm-hmm. when to call me, who knows when not to call, who knows that I like C-SPAN. That's being comfortable. That is that's priceless. A, yeah. a woman who knows right. when to leave her man alone. That is. Woo! Talk about it. Lord, that's priceless. Talk about it. That is real. That's priceless. That's that's beautiful, but that also comes with time. Yeah, but it's a lot of people you can spend an an elaborate amount of time and they just they don't get it. Well, you know what? That's not fiance marriage material. So until that, hallelujah. Until you find the one that is able to do that. But that's what Blue felt like he found. So if he felt like he found that, should he fight to get Kira back or should he just let her go? I think they never had true closure. I've talked about that in a couple episodes. They need to sit down and truly talk in front of us. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Kevin? Do you think that he should fight for Kira or do you think he should just wrap that thing up? Well, the problem right now is he's in a state of comfortability with Mm -hmm. this girl. You know, the, the, the glove fit him perfectly. Her glove fit him perfectly. I'm just using an analogy in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> so the thing is, when the glove fits you so perfectly, it's hard to take it off because mm-hmm. it's a perfect match that knows every crevice, crack of your hand, and it's really difficult for him to move on. Right. Well, here's and, my question after you finish. Right. <laughs> Never mind, I'm sorry. Here's my question. I'm going to interrupt you right now, but I'm going to say it after you finish. Right. I cut you off earlier. I'm sorry. So. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. So since he's so comfortable, since the glove fits so well, then can we go ahead and forgive the fact that she almost cheated? Well, see, the thing is, when when do we cross that? When does that? She did cheat. Well, she almost cheated. I'm about to say. I mean, I was trying to put some air quotes, y'all. She, she, she cheated. <laughs> That's yes. okay. So what happened in that case? The glove got a little loose. You know, it wasn't as <laughs> skid tight as it was. So the glove loosened up a little bit for him to take his hand out. Mm-hmm. So right now he's at a point where he's kind of, um, you know, where, where he's obviously in a little bit of, I would say, denial, but he's also limbo perplexity. Thing. He has to make a decision. Either, yes, I'm going to go fight for her and make this work, forgive her, or I got to go. But see, the thing is, you can't go back to somebody so quickly and prematurely, especially when there's cheating. Cheating is the worst thing that can happen because it, it, it you know, it basically violates trust. It violates I, I uh, loyalty, all of that stuff. So I think that they can work it out, but it's gonna be something that takes time because I, if you just try to say, "All right, forget it," it's gonna come we, back but out. But do we want them to work it out? Because they fooled us this episode and had the hashtag Kira Malik date. I was waiting for a date the whole episode. And I didn't understand what that hashtag was about. Yeah, yeah neither is did this I. Writer, uh, teaser, oh, what you will. I, 
Are you serious? Teaser. What happens? What happens? That's just. I'll just get that little teaser. I mean, I think they already gave us a teaser with the hashtag. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna be on a date, and then you and Chardonnay gonna be on date the same time. Yep. Y'all gonna be at the bar? Eyewitnessing. Well, Roger Jr. comes from money, so he does sip Chardonnay. Uh, no. no pun intended. No pun intended. Yes, but I'm saying so. I think it is. So we see that there's a, a a notion of cleansing is healthy by getting rid of all of the old stuff, and we also see that Tasha does, decides to do the same and pours her dad's ashes out over the balcony. Which, by the way, I shouldn't have. That was like a really serious moment, but I was cracking up. Which is pouring ashes out. Let me tell you why. Because in my own personal, I have an experience with that. I did that with my grandma's ashes. And Megan, I was having a sentimental, I had a real sentimental moment. I was like, I was in the ocean. And I was like, here, Granny. Be free. And I, and I put the ashes out and it came back in my face, yes. in my mouth. Yes. And so when I saw that, I was like, I was cracking up because I was like, oh, this happened to me oh, before. Man. I just know this ashes are going to go back in her mouth. And that's what I told Kevin. I was like, please don't let her daddy's ashes hit her. <laughs> I, I told Megan the same, I told Megan yeah. the same thing. I said, that it, it, it would go right. back in. Like, ah. But that was nice how they ended it on that note. Definitely. So cool. Okay, so let's um let's talk about some predictions. And now your after buzz TV predictions. All right, so Andre, uh, uh, what oh. happens? Yeah, let's just get uh, my two microphones. What happens? <laughs> um, is this thing on. <laughs> practice. We talking about practice. I, ah. I always wanted to do that. Shout out to Adam Allison. Um, <laughs> Playoffs. <laughs> okay, so give us a. Okay, you don't. We don't want to get you in trouble with your show and get you uh, contractually kicked out. Or right. Sued. Um, I'll be sued. Yes, we don't want you to get sued. So, give us a prediction. One that could be true or not true. Whatever. Give us a prediction. Okay. Um, I'll give. I'll give the predictions, and you guys tell me what you think, true or false. Okay. okay. Uh, Roger Junior will be back on next episode. True. True. Um. True. Roger Jr. and Tasha Mack will have a love a love affair. False. True. True. Really? Y'all think it's true? No. I been, did you not know, say my prediction before that she was going to get with a younger man. Yeah, that, she's I, already done that. We know Tasha Mack liked the young boys. I said boys. that was my prediction for this season. It's going to happen. I don't like that. I mean, our fans thought the same thing, and he had yeah. picks. She yeah. liked the picks. Boo. Just saying. Um, Roger Jr. and Jason Pitts will have more conflict. Yeah. yeah. True. true. The conflict will be because of Chardonnay. True. True. Ooh. True. I'm telling y'all, I saw it on BT.com. They're having a date at the. Why else would you be talking to Chardonnay at the bar? Girl, you just go on and shout out to all of you. Deep over there. I did. You just go on there. Shout out to at Hampton Blue who be sending all the little clips to me. Shout out to you. Thank you. Absolutely love you. Thank you guys. Hampton Blue and the other guy that always tags us in Instagram and stuff like that. What's that guy? The Gift the Movie or something? GF the Movie. Girlfriends the Movie. Hey, shout out to Girlfriends the Movie. Oh yeah, he'll be tagging me too. Yes, Girlfriends the Movie. We gotta get that on TV or the big screen. Okay, some predictions from each of you. Just one prediction. Go first, Kevin. Actually, it's funny that Dre said that because that was my exact prediction was that him and Jason were going to have a conflict over Chardonnay Mm. coming to him and dating him. So he actually took the words right out of my mouth. Allegedly. No, I I have been saying that for like three episodes now that Chardonnay and Baby Roger are going to get it in. Do y'all think that'll be a good couple, though? I do. Chardonnay and Baby Roger? I do. That'd be interesting. I have to see it. Yeah. You better not break her heart, though. 
Baby Rosa ain't a heartbreaker. Come on. Yeah, she has a wall up anyway. Charnay is wounded. Very. Um, and I was also going to say, I also uh, predict that Blue and Kira are going to reconcile. Okay. That's I'm ready. Yeah, prediction. that was definitely my prediction, but okay. So, Blue and Kira reconcile. <laughs> so, yeah. so, Blue and Kira reconcile, what happens to Malik? Is he just out, the odd man yeah. out? Yeah, what happens when he continues this being second. the bachelor playboy that he is? And, no. and he learns to no, Malik, Malik goes to Chardonnay. No, this is my second part of the prediction. Chardonnay's going to uh, to baby. Y'all still uh, trying to make Chardonnay a host. <laughs> Ain't like you trying to pass Chardonnay around like she just says, pass a them all. Listen, it's ironic you said that. It's ironic you said that. Oh, uh, no, she really got that. No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, Brandy, uh, <laughs> Brandy brought that up to Kenny, and she got on his ass. She's like, look. <laughs> don't have this. Chardonnay out there, like just whoring around. <laughs> Y'all better not do that to my girl. She's vulnerable right now. Okay. She's, what happens to Malik? Okay. So What's your I, prediction? I think that Kira and Malik are obviously going to have a date. Realize that they really aren't for each other because Kira's going to go ahead and say, "Look, I kind of want to go work things out with Blue," and then Blue and Kira are going to reconcile. That's what That's I. It's a great prediction. Okay. Well, my prediction is that Jason and Kelly are going to hit a speed bump. It's going to be quite large, and it's going to mess up their marriage for a little bit. Wait, but, wait, 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 can I finish? Can I finish, though? But can I finish? Can I finish? They're going to hit this huge speed bump, and then they're going to get back together, and everything's going to be fine. Are you happy now? You just had to put a little bit of salt in there. Are you happy now? That's too easy for everything to be fine. Is, every, no, is everything always very, is everything any, ever fine with Kelly and Jason? But it's gonna be conflict until the last episode, and then everything's gonna be fine for them. It has to be. Hey, oh, it has right? to be. Megan says it has to be. See, it has to be. Well, All I can, right. I can, series like that. I can say that today's today's episode was rather um, rather mild. It's pretty tame. Ooh. About to turn up. It's about to hit the fan. Ooh. Excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, well. I'm ready for the turn up. All right, uh, before we get out of here, Andre, thank you so much for stopping in and sharing your two cents. What kind of projects do you have coming up? I am currently shooting season two of Black Jesus. Black Jesus. Yay. Okay. I am working with David E. Talbert on his play um, Another Man Will. We'll be we'll be filming that for BET, so you'll see that as well. And I just wrapped the movie with Lorenz Tate, Megan Good, and Lance Gross, which will be out in theaters I sometime love that. really soon. What's the name of it? It's called Deuces. Deuces. Okay. Stay yeah. working. Stay working. Trying to get this work. I'm mad. All right. Where can, we, where can we find you as well? You can find. Oh, you can find me. At my address. Uh, <laughs> um, but you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Periscope at Mr. Dre Fuller. Mr. Dre Fuller. Awesome. All right. And you guys can keep in touch at Tesnos on Twitter and Instagram, and now Snapchat. Woo! You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey Kevin John. And you can find me, Megan Thomas, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at, at Meg Scoop, like Scoop of Ice Cream. Don't forget to continue to post all your comments with the hashtag ABTVTheGame because we love your comments and we love that you guys watch. Make sure you continue to comment on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, everywhere. And don't forget to subscribe because we love you. Until next week, y'all. Deuce it. Bye. Deuce it. Say bye-bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.